0: Welcome to Advent Sermons and Conversations. This is the Sermon Half. Today's sermon was given by Pastor Danielle Miller on Sunday, July 30th, 2018. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. Join us for worship anytime every Sunday at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway. Traveling while clergy is tricky business. You really have to decide ahead of time when you sit down on the plane, train, bus, that if engaged in conversation, will you reveal what you do? You see, there are really three main responses people have when sharing you're a pastor. One, the conversation ends as people quickly catalog what they've said and just as quickly dismiss the pitfalls of what they might say in favor of silence. Two, people defensively or proudly, and often both, launch into all the reasons they are or aren't a person of faith. Or three, people pour out their life stories and ask the big theological questions about pain and suffering that have no easy answer. When you're in an enclosed space for hours on end, it's really important to know what you're ready to handle. The woman next to me on the plane had just spent the last hour on option number three. She poured her heart out. It was confession at 30,000 feet. And then she asks me with tears in her eyes and anger in her voice, where is God? I opened my mouth to launch into an apologetic for God and nothing came out. Her anger and pain stole any well-meaning words or academic arguments. Flying through the heavens, my childhood answer of up above our heads didn't hold sway. So I reached out, covering her hand with my own. And we sat in silence. And then after what seemed like forever, she answered with words I hadn't been prepared to speak. Right here, she said. I guess God is right here. Miracle stories like the one we read today often make me at best uncomfortable or at worst angry. Yes, they are beautiful. Yes, they speak to the awesome power of God. Yes, they are signs of Jesus. But why then and not now? There are people who are hungry now and broken now, like my companion on the plane. These miraculous encounters drive me to anger and despair asking, where is God now? In fact, for a long time, that was my only response to these stories. I avoided preaching on these miracles when possible and played down their powerful witness at every turn for fear of having to face the question in my own anger which, if I'm being honest, was really just a mask for a deep sadness. I was so caught up in trying to reconcile our world's injustice with Jesus' one-and-done miracles that I lost track of what these miracles really are about. These miracles are an answer to that very question of where is God, and they do so by shining light on the question, who is God? These stories and signs tell us God is right here. Not in the one and done miracle, but rather in what the miracle reveals about the nature of God. What the miracles reveal about the nature of Jesus. As the people gather to listen to Jesus in our story today, it is the season of Passover. They have Moses in mind. They are remembering God's great liberation in the exodus and yet they gather once more oppressed, this time by Rome. They gather once again hungry. They gather hanging on to the words of Jesus yearning for an echo of the prophets of old. Despite the stories of the past, the question of where is God plagued the present? And then Jesus, like Moses, climbs up the mountain But rather than wait for tablets from God, Jesus has the words to speak because he is God. And then Jesus, like Moses, provides for the hunger of the people. But rather than ask for God to provide, Jesus simply provides because Jesus is God. And then Jesus, like Moses, gives instructions for the leftovers. But while Moses' manna cannot be saved because it immediately decays, Jesus calls for the fragments to be gathered together because what Jesus is offering is for now and always. And it is in this action This notice of what is left behind, that I find myself letting go of the anxiety these types of stories used to bring so readily to mind. If this is not a story about food, but rather one about the identity and values of the divine, there is hope beyond the telling that God sees value in the fragments. That God looks at the broken and splintered pieces and sees what once was and what can be in the midst of what is. And so if God can value what is broken, it means that breaking isn't the worst thing. That the pain of this world, that the, the breaking of things, of us, does not preclude us from God's notice, from God's redeeming, from God's love. It might, in fact, prepare us for those things in a way that perfection and comfort never could. It might prepare us to be more than the recipient of grace, but the giver as well. Breaking, you see, can lead to mending, to growing, to strengthening. The seed breaks to root, the shell breaks to grow, the bread breaks to feed, and the heart breaks to love. Breaking isn't the worst thing. In fact, breaking suggests there's something worthwhile to be broken, something of value and substance. The broken hope, the busted belief, the hurting hearts in the presence of Jesus, the one who is broken for the wholeness of the world, suddenly the brokenness is not a defeat. Rather, it is a preparation for the new thing that God is doing. Hallowed hands hold together our fractured wholeness, seeing value in the splintered and sacred pieces. Now that is not to discount the pain. We must never discount each other's pain or our own. It is real and it is hard. And in God it has the opportunity to be sacred the fracturing of a body during the birth of a child, like the raging of a forest fire that heralds new growth, like the breaking of a fever that ushers in a new kind of well-being. When God is doing a new thing, it is hard and yet it is still good, even when it's not. Even when the pain seems to only herald hunger, fear, anxiety, it is important to take note because the pain can show us where God is found. Remember, we follow a God executed as a political and spiritual terrorist on the cross for the world to see. We follow a God who gathers up the fragments so that nothing is lost. We follow a God who is always seeking to feed those who hunger, to love those who are lost. If you want to know where God is, never doubt, God is right there, in the midst of the pain. When I was a little girl, I was afraid of the dark, afraid of all the things that go bump in the night. I wasn't afraid, though, when my mom came in to kiss me goodnight, or when my dad was there to remind me I wasn't alone. Over the years, my fears might have shifted my vulnerabilities and fault lines larger The same principle holds true. Don't ever underestimate the power of presence. Do not ever underestimate the power of notice and care and love. This is where God is. God is right here. Now note, just because God chooses to locate God's self in the midst of our struggle, it does not mean God causes the pain. God does not cause the pain. But God does know how to redeem it, to transform it so that our pain is no longer an entity unto itself, so that our brokenness does not signal defeat, so that our vulnerability might indeed be our strength. Not the strength the world so so likes to tout, the strength of swords and stocks and supremacy, but the strength that God desires justice and mercy and love. The Greek word that we translate as broken pieces or fragments in our gospel story today is the same word used by early Christians to describe communion. Today, today you will hear me declare to you, come and receive what you are, the body of Christ. And to everyone who comes to the table, the body of Christ broken for you. You see, that body of Christ is broken. You are the body of Christ. You are broken, yet in God's hands it is a brokenness that feeds the world right here God is right here. I have seen it. I have been the recipient of it, fed by the precious fractured pieces of the body of Christ, brought together to be broken for the sake of the world. Breaking isn't the worst thing Even if we don't see it or feel it, even when it doesn't seem like enough, God is right here, tending to what is left behind, cradling each fracture and fragment, taking notice so that nothing, so that no one is lost. This is who God is. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.